Um, I'm sitting down with Catherine Hood. She's a health coach, life coach, and certified personal trainer. Um, we had a, a good conversation before planning this episode. And uh, like usual, we got into a, a, a deep conversation about health and wellness and all, all things, um, even some mindset stuff. Um, and, and I look forward to uh, I look forward to her giving her her um, advice and her perspective on how we can integrate health in a more in-depth way so that we can live a more um, healthy lifestyle, not only uh, healthy physically, but also healthy, healthy mentally, as a lot of us have a lot of stuff going on and we need to make sure that we kind of balance everything and, and, and really take care of ourselves in all, in all aspects. So Catherine, I appreciate you coming on um, and, and sharing your knowledge and, and kind of talking with me today. Um, can you just kind of give a little intro on who you are, where you came from, and uh, kind of what you're up to? Absolutely. Thank you, Nick, for having me on. Um, I am Catherine Hood. I was formerly an Allstate agent for 22 years total. Uh, my mission now is to help individuals establish healthy habits, rituals, and an identity that creates long lasting healthy lifestyle. For the majority of my career, I ran myself into the ground. I didn't take care of myself. I lived off of stimulants from waking up until two o'clock and found myself eating a granola bar or old Halloween candy that was in my drawer <laughs> around two o'clock. So, and the reason for that now I realized with all my education was just to kind of perk my energy level up with sugar. Um, but I truly was out of balance. I, if you would have asked me, how are things? I would have said, Oh, I'm amazing. I feel great. Da, da, da. But I didn't, but I also didn't know what feeling great really was. So mm -hmm. I think I was under the perception that it was normal to feel, be in chaos, complete chaos all the time and putting fires out and just going, 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 sitting at a desk for nine hours, hunched over my keyboard. I thought that yeah. was fine. Um, I felt like working out was a waste of time. I felt like uh, cooking and preparing food or food prep as they call it um, was a waste of time. I didn't understand fueling your body. I didn't understand coming to work and loving your job and having that energy that you needed to excel and create amazing numbers and and show up and be happy for your team i, I guess i didn't understand any of that but now i do um i am actually furthering my education um i have a long list of things that i want to dive deep into as far as taking care of ourselves and health and creating habits and and really balance, you know, you said it actually, you said balance. Um, and that's, that's a great word. That's a word I use a lot. Um, and you're right. It's not about what you eat or what you drink or, you know, working out. It has everything to do with your community and your mindset and, and finances. And, and are you truly happy? Are you, do you have a hobby? Do you have, are you utilizing the creative side of your, of your wants and desires. I always say there's 24 hours in a day, eight of it, you should be sleeping, eight of it, you should be working at other eight, you should be doing those things that you love and, and enjoy mm. because otherwise you're going to run yourself in the ground and have a heart attack. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so I guess in terms of what you're doing now, uh, like what kind of things do you implement into your work uh, with your clients and like what, what does it look like 
for you to really take some like a situation that someone's in where they feel really, I guess, because based on based on what you what you're saying, it kind of sounds like you at least were in a kind of a contracted state. Um, and a lot of the people that you might work with are, could be in contracted states where they feel like they're always working or always trying to achieve something that's outside of themselves, um, external things. What, what, what does it look like when you have a situation when someone's going through some of this stuff that you're talking about and then taking that and then implementing some of these things that allow them to live uh, overall like healthy quote unquote lifestyle? Right. You know, first working with someone, because um, we're all very unique. We're, you know, as far as the balance goes, all of us are out of balance in multiple of areas, typically. Um, I usually, when, when I first work with a client, I, I work with whatever area that they feel like they're most out of balance. And if they don't identify with that right off, which most people do, uh, then I have fun exercises that we can figure that out. Mm -hmm. Um, but typically I work with the area that they resonate with and initially, um, and I quite honestly, what's interesting is right now, most of my clients, it's about sleep. Sleep is the issue. Um, and that's really important with your health. Um, because you could be eating right. You could be exercising, right. And you could be doing all these things, right. But if you're sleeping three hours a night, the rest of it, you're not going yeah. to reach optimal health. Uh, you know, I used to think that, oh, I'll make up for sleep on the weekend or next vacation, you know, and I would always try to find ways to, to sleep less and get more done and just, you know, but it doesn't work that way. And I didn't realize that, um, I have a lot of clients that come to me that have this body fat that just sits there right on their stomach. And a lot of it is from the, the cortisol, the stress and the mm. stress can come in so many different ways. You know, when I say stress, most people think, oh, the stress of work. No, it can be stress of work, family, finances. It could be, you know, stress, physical stress. You know, maybe your, your job is very demanding on your body or maybe you're working out too much. You know, I do run into people that are, think like they got to work two hours, work out two hours a day, um, you know, but it's also that recovery. You need good quality recovery and, and that comes in. You know, are you getting deep, deep sleep? Are you sleeping mm. seven to eight hours every single day in the same hours every single day and getting your circadian rhythm um, in alignment? So um, lately it's been sleep, but again, I just, every everybody's unique and different. I always like to tackle that thing that resonates with them the most because they've got to want to change, right? So if somebody comes to me and they, you know, they know like, Hey, I need to work on my sleep. And I'm like, no, let's not work on your sleep. Let's look on what you're eating first. It yeah. doesn't work. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm a results-based coach. So I one won't work with you unless it's, I always ask in my interview questions, you know, how important is this for you to solve from one to 10? And I have had people tell me, Oh, it's a five or a six. I'm like, okay. And then I said, you know what? looks like our call, our time is up today. And they're like, Whoa, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to work with you unless you're at 10, 11, 12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have people tell me, oh, I'm a 20. I want to get this done now. Uh, because reality is, is you've got to be a hundred percent in this. I can tell you all the yeah. things to do, but if you're not on board, it won't work. Mm. Yeah. And this, I think, I think that that speaks to um, the difficulty of changing habits. Um, because I mean, like you said it yourself, like if you're a five, uh, if you're a five or six or whatever on the scale of one to 10 on like commitment wise, um, 
like you're just, it's just not going to work. Like you, and you already know that, like you just said, like on that call, you're like in your head, you're like, okay, this is not even going to work. This is kind of a waste of time at this point. It is. And like, me, because there's so many different, to. yeah. And there's like so many different moving pieces um, that I've realized over, over time um, in, in terms of, you know, obviously am I sleeping enough? Am I sleeping deep enough? Um, because those are two different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, am I taking, am I taking breaks in between work so that I can, you know, not, um, uh, drain my cognitive, uh, capabilities at, at a, at a specific, uh, period of time, these types of things, which most people wouldn't even think about, um, uh, to begin with. So I guess I'll ask you this, like, cause sleep is something that I still struggle with a little bit. Um, I used to have like trouble falling asleep, but I don't have that. I don't have that issue anymore. It's more of the, of my ability to not only get to sleep at an hour that allows me to get eight hours of sleep so I can get up at the hour that I want. Um, but also like having like the inability to like force myself to like let go of what I'm doing if I'm trying to go to bed at a certain time, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Let for go example, of... For example, if, I'm, if I want to get eight hours of sleep and I want to get up at 6 a.m., that means I have to go to bed at 10, at least, because usually you're not actually going to get eight hours of sleep in that eight-hour period fully. Um, for me, at least, I, like, I'll be doing stuff um, up until that point or up near until that 10 o'clock hour, and then like you, it's like almost like, it's almost like I can't let myself stop doing what I'm doing to, uh, to, and be like, okay, that's, that's enough for today. Like I did what I needed to do. Right. Cause you think like, you think like, oh, I didn't do enough yet. And that's a habit coming from an outside perspective. You'd be like, oh, just stop what you're doing and go to bed. Cause it's, it's sleeping. It's easy. Right. But it's like, if you're, if you're one of these people that um, is always thinking about, Oh, I could do this. It's like addicting. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I still struggle with. Um, so I, I, I guess I, I'm curious what your take is on that. Absolutely. And I, I feel you, I feel you. I feel yeah. like, you know, I want to work every moment I can, but I also realize that I have to prioritize my sleep. I have to prioritize my family time. Um, so that last hour, um, most days it's the last two hours, honestly, it was dedicated to my family time means unplug, disconnect, notifications are off airplane mode if I need to, mm. but creating that one to two hours before I go to bed without technology right. truly because my three words for 2020 are laugh, listen, and inspire. And what I mean by that is I need to laugh every day. Uh, so I need to find laughter in some, some fashion or form. And I actually have an alarm that goes off. It's a chime about an hour before my bedtime. And it has those three words. So I need to make sure that I've laughed today, I've listened today, and I've inspired today. But I have that last hour to do that with my family if I need to, you know, if I miss one of those. But it is important that last hour of the day to power down, remove technology, remove work. You've done the best that you can for that day. You know, really 
optimally, I operate the best those first few hours of the day. And that's why I get mm. up before everybody else in my household. Yeah, me too. That's my power time. So, you know, I know that last hour or two of the day, I'm truly, my brain is just mushed, right? Yeah. So really am I being effective working that last hour or two? Oh, and then yeah. what ends up happening is, is, you know, you work and work and work. And if you're pushing this boulder up the hill really hard, you start, and it's not happening fast enough. You start getting resentment, you know, that'll yep. start happening. So that's not healthy. Self-judgment. Yeah. Towards yourself or towards others or potential clients or Facebook or whatever you're trying to social media market on, you start creating this resentment because you're not happy. You don't have balance. You haven't created boundaries mm. to say, this is my you know, time blocking. That's what I do. My Google calendar, I live by it. There's colors all over the place and, mm -hmm. and blocks of time that nobody can schedule calls or, or podcasts because those are my power hours. Those are the times that I've unplugged. I'm focusing on a project or my schooling or whatever, but that last two hours is my family time, you know, mm -hmm. and we don't have a TV. We do have a TV, but it's in storage, but it's not up. And we've had no TV for over a year now. And I'm thinking, wow, I've actually had a lot more laughter with my girls and, and fun times and done things, you know, going for a walk or doing, sure. you know, creative things. So, and, and it creates more balance and happiness in me yep. ultimately. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't really ever watch TV anymore. Um, and I think that you, it's, it's very interesting how people start to like behave once they have that external stimulus or stimuli kind of removed because all tv really let's be honest is just an external uh pleasure or whatever you want to call it um and to some extent unless you're using it for a release or using it to um be like a playground for yourself to some extent but a lot of times there's a fine line i think because there's a diff like for example um like video games can be good in some cases or they can be really bad in other cases depending on how you're using them um and i wanted to ask you because you t you brought up that thing with your notifications on your phone i think you said mm -hmm. um about three the three words i think you that you were saying that you wanted to live by or take action on for yourself in that day what do you what do you um think about because like for me i have that kind of in a sense set up in like my journal and stuff that I'll, I'll write like something I want to, I want to do uh, for my self development, things along those lines. But sometimes if I keep my dogs scratching at the door, um, sometimes I will have, um, let's say, um, meditate for in the morning once a day, let's say that, for example, it almost feels like if you try to do that every single day, it starts to become a task instead of a, instead of a, um, uh, something you actually want to do in that moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's something that could be um, whether you're writing down your intention for the day, whether you have affirmations, um, a meditation, whatever like type of whatever type of task, task that is. Does that ever happen to you? Because that happens to me like pretty often. I'll, I'll find myself doing these these tasks that I think I, I need to do. That in reality they're only effective if you really feel internally like, oh, this is serving myself. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, it's a very interesting um, thing that I found. 
Yeah, it is. As we're recording this, it's the 15th of the month in, of January. And so right about this next week, a lot of the New Year's resolutions are going to fade or you yeah. know, people are going to forget about them, right? It's, it's usually about third week. Um, and the reason is, it's usually January 1st, new page, new week, new year, new decade, whatever. Um, so it's all this excitement. And usually when New Year's happens, everything's really kind of moving slow. You know, mm -hmm. things are closed or things are not moving so fast. Everybody's distracted by family and travel and this and that. And so you're not in your normal workflow. Life is not normal. Kids are not right. in school or, you know, so you have this space of time to reflect on the past to reflect on the future, what you want to achieve, what you want, what your desired outcomes are for the year. Right. So right about now, life should be back to normal. You know, the routine and demands of everything and everybody on you and pulling on you. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these things that you said you're going to do for 2020. And usually most people start off with, Oh my God, I want to work out two hours a day. I want to prep food, prep my food on Sunday for three yeah. hours. I want to, I want to, I want all these things. But when I work with clients, usually in the very beginning, um, you know, meditation was a great example. Um, you know, I, I suggest meditating for just a couple of minutes, break it down and make it really small, really, really small. And for 66 days, just do two minutes. Mm -hmm. And once you master that then move it to three but reality is is a lot of people want to meditate for 30 minutes a day that's how they want to start off and i successfully when i started my health journey that's i worked out for two hours a day mm. um i went hardcore and i survived i mean years later i'm still working out i'm not working out two hours a day um i've scaled it back but yeah. um because i learned that really it's not necessary past that hour uh, it was causing undue stress on my body and could result in injury and learned a lot. But most people that start off at that two hours a day, usually after week three, or, you know, move away from it because it's painful. It's, it's, it's too much. It's too much yeah. to expect. And it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. You're not finding pleasure in it after three weeks at all, if, if you ever right. did. Um, so finding a way to, to show up and complete that in a small, tiny bite. And, and, and so it's just really bringing that bar down to where it's really easy to meet that. Yeah. It's almost like a burnout, um, like mentally. Um, and I think that it's very important to touch on that because a lot of people, I think get depressed once they, once they, aspire to do to make some like kind of change and then um they keep wondering why they can't do it and it's almost like they blame themselves and, and they think that it's something that's wrong with them specifically when in, in reality we all have a brain and we all all of our brains basically work the same way um it's just that the subconscious mind has taken over basically and like people don't consciously uh, they're not consciously aware of the fact that something that we can think to do like right now is so weak compared to the power of the subconscious mind um, mm -hmm. and so when I, for example when I if I try to make some kind of lifestyle change and 
you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this, this and that. It's not a surprise when most of them don't actually end up being a long-term thing. Um, and every single time you, you wake up and, and you realize, oh, I didn't do that thing this morning or I didn't do that thing today. It's always after the fact that you realize you hadn't done it because it's just like your brain taking over. It's crazy, right? Um, so do, do, do you actually, I'm, I'm curious, do you have um, in January and like, like this time of the year, do you have like a, uh, an influx of people that are interested in working with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. They, most people come to me like, Oh, I want to lose, you know, 30 pounds or I want to be 118 pounds. That's usually, it's a scale thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have, so, and again, I have several that came aboard, but most all of them wanted to focus on their sleep first, which was kind of unique. Mm. Um, but it does have a correlation, you know, if you get that in line, you can definitely improve your waistline. Um, I did want to address your talk path about having, um, well, I guess here or here, I'll just spill it for you. I was in a session this morning, a gal that's trying to get certified. I was helping her. Mm -hmm. And so we actually did kind of like a coaching session. And so for her, she is in the midst of complete chaos. Like she admitted, she's like, everybody controls everything that I do all day, every day. So I became curious, asked her a bunch of questions. And one of the questions I had for her is, is has there been a point, and she's probably, you know, in her forties, has there ever been a point in your life where it hasn't been chaotic, where people aren't controlling what you do all day long? And she actually sat and thought, she goes, no, it's always been this way. So there you go, the subconscious, right? She is afraid to let go of that. Mm. And she doesn't know how to let go of that. So her kids, her two grown adult children are constantly pulling on her, derailing her from what she wants to achieve by calling her up and saying, mom, I need a ride the last minute. And she enables them, drops everything Mm. and does it. So it's going to be challenging, but I'm going to work with her and we're going to create boundaries. Mm, yeah. So she, so she basically literally, or just, or just her mind, does she have people kind of controlling her life? Like, like, is it actually like her environment or is it more of like a, um, is it more of a self inflicting thing? Both. Both. Both her children and all the people around her know that they can go to her and she'll drop everything. So she's created that mm. with the people that she loves and cares about, but she also loves the feeling of being needed. You're right. So I asked her, you know, how she runs her, her day, her week, her month, her year, what controls that? What device do you use? So she said, Google calendar. And I asked her about, yeah. And how often do you review that? And she actually said monthly, weekly, daily. Okay. So what are the things that you need to do every day that move you closer to your desired goal? Cause she's working three jobs. She's doing this. She's doing that. She's doing a million different things. She loves chaos, right? We all do to a certain yeah. extent we thrive on it, but yet at the end of the day, she's disappointed in herself because she didn't get to do all that she wanted to do because everybody's calling her and she's dropping everything. So, I told her that you need to create your calendar, fill it block times off that you're working on your business. Her business is her desired 
your deepest desire. She wants her business to start, hasn't even really started because she wants to quit these other two jobs and do that solely. But so I told her, you're going to have to block off time every day and doing those things that mm -hmm. will get you calls to get you clients. You're going to have to block that off and not do anything else. No social media, no text messages, no nothing. Just focus yeah. on that. No distractions. But the reality is you need to have that at least 24 hours in advance, probably throughout the whole month. But also call your kids the night before and say, do you need anything tomorrow? If you do, then let's schedule it. If it fits in my schedule, we'll make it work. If it doesn't, call Uber, you know, call a friend. But I'm busy during this time. If that's what's going to work for you, you're going to have to set boundaries. Yeah. And I was actually talking to somebody, too. She's struggling with the sleep. And she says her phone is going off all throughout the night, all these text messages and this and that. Easy solution. Why is your phone in your room in the first place? There's a such thing as an alarm. You can buy that. You don't need an alarm on your phone. Well, why am I, what if there's an emergency? I'm telling yeah. you what, I prioritize my sleep so much that the only thing that's going to wake me up in the middle of the night is a fire alarm. Everything else can wait until 5 a.m. when I wake up. <laughs> yeah. And I might be a jerk for saying that, but your phone going off all throughout the night and waking you up, I would be, I would not be tolerable the next day. One, I wouldn't be productive and I would be a total jerk to everybody. My sleep yeah. is valuable. What's your take on, um, or, or at least like, at least putting it on like do not disturb or something like that. Airplane mode. Yeah. Something like that. I have this app. You might you probably have seen it. Newbie app. The, uh, what is it called? Uh, it's just called Sleep Cycle, I guess. I like it. I have, uh, it, it tells me Wednesday, last Wednesday, I got 91% quality sleep. Even though I only, I didn't, even though it was seven hours and 17 minutes, like the actual, I guess, like the depth of it was like high quality. Um, like, for example, I, I have this on, like next to my bed at night because it, I guess, it, I don't know the technology behind it, but it tracks whatever, whatever, whatever. This is what I'm, what I'm asking you. But, um, and then it wakes me up within a half hour period when it's most, uh, when it's most, when it's most effective to wake up. So I, I'm assuming when you're lightest in, 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 in sleep. Um, I'm curious if you ever, if you use any of these. Um, and I'm also curious is it better to get more sleep duration or to get decent sleep duration and wake up at the correct time? So I always say quality and quantity. Yeah. Um, so definitely you need to get that sleep, that deep uh, REM sleep. That's what ultimately that you need. And you're right. There are cycles and you, there is an ideal time to wake up and an ideal time not to wake up. Um, it will have a huge impact on your alertness, especially at the beginning of the day. Um, yeah. Reality is, is you should be going to sleep and waking up at the exact same time every day. Right. Um, the only exception might be, you know, that rare New Year's Eve or holiday or, you know, maybe once a month, but reality yeah. is you need to just honor that sleep time. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. So it's quality and quantity. Um, mm. And it, so does this, does this app that you have, does it have some sort of like arm monitor or how does it monitor your sleep? I don't know. 
I think it's all sound. Um, to be quite honest, I haven't looked too deeply into it. I should probably probably look more in. I mean, it has directions in terms of like you have to have it facing up and you have to have it like next to your bed or whatever. So it's mostly sound, I believe. So it it, it detects like the change in the in the sound. Um, as, as far as I know. Um, but you talked about something very important and that is going to bed and waking up at the same time and going back to the whole thing about holistic and, and having balance. Um, for example, like for me, I, I'm a, I do DJing part-time at some bars where I went to uh, uh, school. And so for example, I wouldn't, I won't, the earliest I'll get to bed on a night after DJing is 2.30 a.m. Okay, so like, let's say that's one or once or twice a week. Um, and we talk about going to bed and getting up at the same, like ideally I'd like to go to bed at 10 every night and wake up at six or maybe, yeah, or maybe 10 and get up at five. That's a stretch, but that's a, that's a real stretch. But, um, you know, you can obviously see how like that lifestyle kind of gets in the way of that. Or even, even if people want to be social and go out to a bar, obviously people aren't getting home from the bar by 10. Um, how does one kind of balance that or do they balance it at all? Or, or is it like a decision that they have to make and then just deal with it? I think that the decision you have to make is what kind of lifestyle do you want? Do you mm -hmm. want to have a healthy lifestyle? What's most important to you? I'm not mm -hmm. going to be at the bar till 10 o'clock. You won't catch me there. <laughs> uh, maybe some random uh conference or something you know but again that's like yeah. once in a blue moon like once right. a year or something you know go out and celebrate but in fact it actually happened last night um we had tickets to a play and um went to it and i didn't realize how long it was going to be my bedtime is 8 30. i know that sounds crazy, damn but it is it's 8 30. and so the intermission was at 8 45 and i was totally exhausted was not enjoying it honestly wow. because I was so tired because it was past my bedtime that I honor I the only reason why I went is because someone had bought me tickets and wanted me to go and I you know and I knew they were quite costly and but I literally left after intermission because it, my sleep is so important it really is yeah. um, you know you have to make that decision you know you probably yeah. love DJing you probably love that Seen and being a part of that and that's just going to have to be your decision but ultimately you're causing some harm to your body or you know those days that you're staying you know sleeping less or switching off your sleep pattern is really hard for your circadian rhythm yeah. um, and it throws you off you know for probably a good four or five days um, you can't make up for that sleep it's gone it's done people think that they can and you feel more yeah. refreshed after a few nights getting back into rhythm, but you notice that it's harder to go to sleep. It's harder to shut down. It's harder because your rhythm is completely off. Um, it's really key to just finding a way to have consistency and that's goes mm -hmm. with anything. Um, working out, you know, staying yeah. hydrated, eating properly. You can't just say, Oh, I'm going to eat, you know, a greasy hamburger and fries once or twice a week. And that doesn't matter. No, it does. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the fact that you even need to, that, that's, that's, that's interesting. You brought that up. The fact that one even needs to do that. It's almost like 
it wouldn't you just want to get into a state of being where you just don't even desire to have that mm -hmm. yeah right? in fact i i don't even have an alarm so my body mm -hmm. wakes up naturally i go to sleep naturally i wake up naturally it's just my body is just trained and it's yeah. healing and recovering as much working out as i do even though it's an intense hour every day most every single day um you know i, I need that sleep i need that recovery do you what time do you wake up in the morning five five anywhere between five and five forty-five. okay so you got what is that like nine thirty to five thirty but that's eight hours right yeah it's eight hours yeah it's it's interesting because like some on days that i do wake up early um, for, I mean, early for me is like six, six uh, yeah, like six. I feel like more, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, it might just be in my head, but I do feel more capable or, or I feel more productive. Um, there might, I'm, I'm not sure like what the science is behind that. Or maybe it's the fact that I'm like in my head thinking like, oh, I'm like getting ahead, <laughs> you know, like, um, but there's something about being up early that's like calming and peaceful and being able to like block out that first two hours of my day to, you know, go for a walk. Like I went for a walk this morning real early and then, you know, maybe writing in my journal and then, and then reading for an hour or something like that. But is there, do you, do you like, if there, is there like a reason for that? Cause I've, I hear it all the time when people wake up early. Um, so I'm just curious. You know, I just think it's a personal preference. It's funny. I always thought of myself as a night owl, but that was back before I started my health journey and really started mm -hmm. learning about my body and listening to my body. I thought I was a night owl, but all I wanted to do was watch movies and, you know, mindless stuff that was really right. not beneficial to me at all. Play video games or, um, and it was not quality time with my family, you know, Right. Um, I thought I was a night owl, um, and I didn't understand why people, I, you know, I'd wake up and I don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Um, and I'm quite the opposite now. And I really just think it was just getting in alignment with what my body really needed and feeling mm -hmm. my body properly. Um, and now I find myself as, as, as a morning person. It's, it's quite yeah. the shift. Um, but I just, I really think it's just being mindful. Like you've, you've mentioned. Mm. You mentioned coffee there for a second. Do you, cause I, I mean, I, I usually have like a cup of coffee, um, just like one, but there's, it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very big debate, especially like, especially now, um, in terms of, you know, is one cup, cup of coffee good for you? Um, obviously too much caffeine is like really bad for you. Um, versus, Oh, is it best to just like not have any at all? Um, cause I, I, I believe there's like arguments to both sides in terms of, um, metabolism stuff and you know, intermittent fasting versus blood flow to the brain and, and all that stuff. Um, do you have any, what do you like, do you not drink any coffee at all? So there's, we can debate about any topic, you know, water is another one. We can debate yeah. about that all day long. Um, so I, at one point was easily at 900 milligrams a day. Damn. That's like heart attack shit. Damn. That, yeah, that was just, cause that's I have my crazy. own espresso machine. Yeah. I worked um, with a guy this past summer at an internship and like he was, once the coffee was done, he would go back and make another one. And it was like all day. Like it was bad. 
Well, I was I was consuming pre workout. That was part of the oh. nine hundred. Because usually a lot of pre workouts. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at them. You know, mine is around for a full scoop is like around three fifty. Damn, it's in 200, 250 is your max per day, really, in my opinion, what I, and that's what I consume. Um, and so, but it took me, I actually had to go 30 days. Um, and I, I took some supplements through First Form, which I love First Form, I'm a legionnaire. Yeah. Um, I took a supplement through them and my, my thought was, I'm going to do this for two weeks. That's what mm -hmm. I said. And I went, I thought it was going to be painful and I thought it was going to be horrible. So you go cold turkey, you have to on this supplement. And after four days, like the lights came on, I felt incredible. I was like, whoa, yeah. the natural energy is so much better than a stimulant. So I went a full 30 days and was like, this is it. Now I did um, drink um, one cup of decaf a day, which I think actually does end up having like a little bit of a, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, because I love the taste of black coffee. I just have me too. I, just, I love the, warm. I used to hate it. Yeah. I used to hate it. And then t I think it was like two years ago, I started getting on uh, into a little bit of intermittent fasting. And basically that was the only reason I started by the way. Um, for those listening, intermittent fasting is just, extending the period where you're, where you're not eating and, and shortening the period uh, that you allow yourself to, to eat food, but every single day. But that's the reason I started drinking black coffee. And like, I just didn't, I just never liked black coffee. And it's like, it's like, you just start, start liking it like a lot. It's like, a, it's almost like a comforting, like friend. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I just love it now. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, believe that you can have caffeine, but keep it under 250 milligrams. And it's funny, I was in Costco, uh, it's been a few months ago, and there were, you know, the little stations at the end of the aisle that are, you know, have all the little samples and stuff. Well, they yeah, had, uh, <laughs> sorry? Oh, you mean with the people serving stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This little old lady was offering people these shots, and these shots have over 500 milligrams in each shot. And I was walking by and for whatever reason, the guy was looking at it and he looked at me and says, what do you think of this? And I said, how many milligrams is in it? And he goes, 500. And I said, that's 300 too much. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> and walked away. So I know that she was like, Hey, you know, but it is, it's way too much. It's yeah. a huge, huge amount of stimulant that you're going to crash for one, one, one shot of it at once. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's crazy. All at once. Yeah. yeah, it's not good for you. It's it's and then what ends up happening is just that that high, then you crash. What do you need? More of a stimulant, or you start craving sugar. So mm. both are not good. Yeah. So the key is, in my opinion, is to con have consistent blood sugars throughout the whole day, mm. along with you know and stimulant. Be careful with those, but you know keeping your blood sugars throughout the day consistent and even is is going to give you the optimal energy throughout the day. Do you, do you mostly drink coffee or, or do you do like half, do you also drink pre-workout as well? I rarely have pre-workout now. Um, like I have a couple of things of it and I will quite honestly only use it on those days that I'm just dragging and for whatever that reason is. Yeah. Um, like last week, I haven't been sick in three years and I just really was feeling off and I didn't really understand why until like the next day and then the sore throat kicked in. But yeah, I was feeling a little off last week. And so I have pre-workout 
And I just not even, maybe like a quarter of a scoop, maybe a third of a scoop, I don't know, pretty much yeah. colored my water. Um, and it did give me the boost that I needed to get through the workout. Um, but I don't use pre-workout hardly ever, just mainly because I work out at two or three in the afternoon too. And you really don't want to have a stimulant past early noon. Mm -hmm. Um, because right. again, your sleep is so important. Um, so yeah, very rare, but I, I will on occasion. Mm. Yeah. This is something that, especially with a lot of, especially for like people who are, I mean, you could call them high performers, people that aspire to do a lot of things, uh, achieve a lot of things. Some of these things become real big problems because everything becomes, you know, focus, 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 focus on this one like objective. Um, and these things, especially the sleep, really kind of fall by the wayside. And it ultimately causes you to fall off of that goal. Um, you don't even realize it until you hear something like this. Um, so I know, I know there's a lot of people that are, in, that are starting to really focus on um, sleep. And there's a lot of coaches that specifically work just with sleep because um, it's that big of an issue. Um, and so I guess also I wanted to ask, I forgot to ask you this earlier in terms of the REM sleep, REM sleep. Um, is it a short, cause I keep seeing in, in that app that I showed you, uh, I keep seeing like short, like dips. Is it like supposed to be a short period of time that you're in that state? Yeah. Is it, is it like one, like how many, is it supposed to be like a bunch of different times during the night? It should. Um, I don't know right off the top of my head how much it should be, but mm. I mean, the goal is to be in it as long as possible. That's going to be your, uh, your quality, but um, it does, it cycles. And that's what you were talking about with your phone waking you up or that app waking you up is probably when you're on the up cycle because when right. you're on the down cycle, that's kind of when it's harder to wake up as you'll, you probably know, everybody knows like some mornings it's easy to wake up other mornings. It's not. And, yeah. and that's because of that, that rhythm that you're in, you want to, you want to wake up when you're you're coming out of it um, right so yeah that's really what yeah, you can important. see you can see like i'll show you on here you can see like it always wakes mm -hmm. you up at the top yep. um but yeah it's super interesting um because I, I that's one of one of my goals um in general is just to really optimize my sleep because when i when i do get a good night's of, a good night's sleep i feel like completely different than on a day like let's say like in the afternoon on a day after I got a crappy night of sleep versus uh, in the afternoon on a day where I got like really good sleep. It's like a night and day. And especially like, especially in, in like the afternoon and the evening, like the energy level that you sustain throughout the day is like totally different. Right. And so it's or just super... like taking a nap in the middle of the day, you know, you might, you mm. know, lay down and you know, on the couch or somewhere and kind of do that little two or three minute snooze cat snooze and then you wake yeah. up and you're like oh man i'm i'm so tired now i'm like i feel yeah. worse you know and it's probably because you're waking up on that downhill yeah. um there's a very very high probability of that um you know what yeah, is interesting about all things that we're trying to achieve in life and i think weight loss is a great example um you know focusing too much on the scale and that number and trying mm -hmm. to hit that number like my journey, when I first started, I wanted to be 118 pounds. I wanted to be what I weighed in high school. Yeah. And today, right now, I probably weigh 133. Mm -hmm. 
So, and I love my body. I love my curves. I love my muscle. I love how healthy I look. And if I was 118 pounds, I would not be healthy. Um, but what I do find is it does, that is initially what a lot of people contact me about is hitting that number of that number that they had in high school or college or whatever. And yeah. what happens is, is when people go on diet or do these fads or different things that they see, they get so hyper-focused on that number that they will do anything to reach that number. They will, whatever shortcuts that they have to do, however painful it is, and however miserable it is, whether it be the chicken or a, a cabbage soup diet or whatever. I mean, there's so many crazy things out there that just are so bad for people. Like they're eliminating all food, certain food groups and they're depriving themselves. And it's no wonder that, you know, it doesn't last. It doesn't. It, and then if they do hit their number on the scale, whatever, whatever the way they had to do it, cut off an arm or whatever, yeah. are they happy? you know and they're not they're grumpy and miserable yeah. and they're probably they're like they're probably like i'll hit the number why do i still feel like shit <laughs> yeah and then they go back to their old ways and they don't yeah. understand you know like, like they lost weight so fast that they lost muscle they lost um mm. you know water and sometimes even bone um you really? know because yeah because they're eliminating the certain food groups and they're just you know starving themselves and their body will how do you attack lose, itself. How, do you, how do you lose bone like that take doing these horrible eliminating diets that where you're just you know not getting any calcium you're because what your, your body attacks itself if it's not getting the proper amount of protein proper amount of right. calcium your body will go it will find it starts eating away eating away at the, at the bone a little bit absolutely Man, that's and if you're not lifting weights i mean i i believe in lifting weights i believe everyone should lift weights and when yeah. i say lift weights that's not 600 pounds like i don't hardly ever touch a dumbbell over 12 pounds like hardly ever you don't need to go heavy but lifting weights builds your bones it actually strengthens your bones and we need that especially as we get older and you don't want to start lifting weights at 60 you want to start lifting weights yeah. in your 20s you know you really want to start sooner than later but it actually strengthens your bones um, yeah. but proper nutrition is something that's hugely overlooked everybody's wanting that quick fix. I want this now. I want, you know, everything is just at such a rapid speed that it's unbelievable. Just like, oh, I need something to eat, you know, Uber Eats, boom, you know, it's 3000 calories at my door. <laughs> yeah. 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 If it's a one, I mean, I take my nutrition pretty, pretty damn seriously because I mean, it's night and day with how you feel when you eat quality foods and like, I mean, how I basically go about my diet is if it doesn't serve me as like fuel right. for, for productivity and, and the way I'm supposed to feel, then I prefer not to eat it. You know, there's obviously times when you're like at an event or something when it's not as easy to find things that really uh, match that, that diet regimen, which is hard traveling and stuff like that. Sometimes, um, but ultimately, it's I think it's important to look at look at food instead of um, a a an emotional thing. Um, really, however however it might might take whatever it takes to get into this mindset, it really is is really helpful when you really believe in your head. Like, oh, it, food is just my fuel, yeah. you know, to live my life in the best way I, I can. 
That is actually one of my paradigms. Food is fuel. Um, I had a potential client interview a while back and she was all about taste and texture and this and that and picky, Mm. picky, picky, picky. picky. And I said, you know what? We're not going to work together. And she's like, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand. I was like, we're not going to work together because until you're willing to let go of all of that, until you're willing understand what you because what she wants to eat is all crap it's boxed macaroni Mm. and it's things that you know she's been fed her whole entire life until you're willing and able to because i eat for under 20 dollars a day she would have the excuse of oh it's so expensive to eat okay yeah 20 dollars a day is that's you can go even lower than that right to eat pretty yeah most people are going through starbucks their six dollar drink right there boom you know blew your budget But, um, you know, I had to be tough love with her and say, until you're willing to think of food as fuel, majority of the time. Now, I love food. I am a foodie. When I travel, I go on food tours. I, when I eat out, I eat at fine dining. I love high quality food. Um, In fact, I had a client last week wanting to meet with me at Denny's and I even just going into Denny's, I'm like, I I haven't been there in probably two decades. I'm not interested. Can we meet someplace else, you know? Um, But back to the gal that, you know, she's all about texture and flavors and this and that. And like, until you can wrap your head around food is fuel, most of the time, this won't work. You're never going to lose that weight. Yeah. I won't eat this. I won't eat that. I won't eat that. I won't, I won't, I won't. She's just just completely yeah. I won't be able to break that she's yeah. got to be open and mm. willing to try new things and until that openness happens it won't good luck yeah yeah her mind is fixated on um this thing that she's been doing for years and years and years which is getting uh I guess a dopamine spike from that from that intake of food um one thing, I mean, going back, even, even this can even apply to the sleep thing. You're going to bed at a certain time. Like I, I find, um, and this can apply to anyone that, that's listening. Um, if when I write something down in my journal, let's say I, I have something that's, that's hard for me to accomplish, like getting up at 6am. Um, if I write it down as an intention in my journal, like getting it out of my head and actually getting it on paper so I can see it. And then writing why I know it's true that that's important for my well-being. Mm-hmm. If I write down on paper, I am going to uh, go to bed tonight at 10 a.m. and wake up at 6 a.m. Because I know that it's very important for my well-being and overall um, health and productivity in the morning or tomorrow in general. Right, right then I just really like put a lot of energy and like self-actualization into the fact that that's actually like my priority instead of just having a thought, which kind of just is like a very uh, small uh, menial thing. So I have a small twist to that. If I can add okay. or suggest. Yeah. So Please. I believe that we all have feelings. Feelings happen. Mm-hmm. Feelings are part of how we were programmed, how we were raised or childhood things that have happened in our life, but we can, um, I guess we can, emotion, I guess is what I mean. Emotions mm-hmm. are things that are pre-programmed into us, but we can mm-hmm. control how we feel. So what I mean by this is, and how, I, what I'm leading to with your journaling, this is what I do that's super effective 
is let's say it's 9.30 and you're starting to feel the resistance, not wanting to get ready for bed. You right. feel that resistance coming up. Get out your journal and write about it. Write about all those emotions that you're having and feelings that happen to be happening right there in that moment that you're resisting, wanting to slow down, stop, yeah. and get ready for bed. Write it all out. And then underneath everything you can think of, write it all out. All the feelings, emotions, all the stuff that's going on in your head, write all that out. And then the next line go, how would I like to feel? And then write about how you would like to feel. And that might come up as, well, I want to feel great tomorrow morning. I want to have all this energy. I want to show up as the best possible in these ways. And I know when I get my sleep. So it's exactly like what you said, but I'm kind of, I'm training your brain to flip it, you know, cause you're, you're fighting on something you're resisting and it's some sort of right. pre-programming. It's some sort of part of your history, the way you were raised or some part of your childhood um, right. that's pushing you to work these late hours. And, and maybe you're trying not to struggle. Maybe you're trying to stay away from, um, you know, being poor, who knows? That's how I was. I was raised very, very right. poor. And so I'm, I will do anything to not go back to that, right? So mm -hmm. I will work till one o'clock in the morning or whatever. But I know now that I'm, I perform much better with quality sleep. But yeah, so it's just that same exact format that you're talking about with journaling, but do it in the moment when you feel resistance. So what it is on my journal, it says resistance at the top. And then I have my three words, laugh, listen, inspire. That's what's in my journal. But right. so whenever I feel resistance, I don't care when it is, I get a scrap piece of paper if I don't have my journal and I write all the things that I'm feeling in this resistance. And what's interesting about it is if you do this for a while, you're going to notice some patterns of yourself. The same words mm -hmm. are coming That's up right. when you feel resistance. And I'm not just talking about sleep. I'm talking about maybe you've got some resistance on coming out of this podcast with me. Mm -hmm. um, for whatever reason, you need to write about why you're feeling this resistance. What are the emotions that are happening? All your thoughts, it doesn't have to be complete sentences, anything, but then underneath, flip it. How would I like to feel? I want to feel excited to talk to Catherine today. I yeah. want to, I want to learn something from her today. I'm excited. I'm not nervous. That nervousness mm. is excitement. You know, you just flip it. How do I want to feel? Right. Okay. And that's a fun experience thing to do and what's interesting about this is, is I've been doing this for a while and if you want to get good at anything you want to elevate anything you hire a coach right so I did I haven't had a bodybuilding coach in three years so I did hire one um, I've always dreamed of having one in the same town as me and I finally got that opportunity so I did and so I'm on now a team and I've never been in on a local team which is mm -hmm. a group of 25 women how overwhelming is that, right? So in your I've town, been, mm -hmm, yeah, I've been yeah. on teams before. I've been in, on teams bigger than that, but they were in New York, and I, you know, never met any of them. I never even met my coach. We just, it right. wasn't Zoom. We did FaceTime or something a couple times. But anyway, so this is a I feel like a fish out of water, and so I went to my first posing practice, and all these twenty-five women are there, and I felt myself drifting to the back not wanting to be seen, mm. hiding, feeling anxious, feeling nervous. And just like, it struck me in the moment. I was like, so in my mind, I did this exercise that I'm telling you to do. Like, 
what are the emotions I'm feeling? I'm feeling nervous. I'm feeling anxious. Mm -hmm. These girls, some of these girls, I've a lot of them I've been on stage with before. Yeah. So there's some feeling of competitiveness going on inside of me, like all these weird emotions, like where the hell are these coming from? But in my mind, I just kind of went through them. Okay, this is how I'm feeling. Why, you know, these are the emotions. And then I flipped it in my mind. I didn't have a piece of paper. I didn't want to look like a fool and in the corner, you know, writing this out. But I flipped it and I said, how do I want to feel? So I want to feel confident. I want to show these girls that I can be here too, that I earn a spot in the spotlight. And some of these girls right. are better than me, but I want to learn from them. And how the F am I going to learn from them if I'm in the back, in the back. with a resting bitch face? And, you know, so in that moment, I know my body language changed. You want to know how? Because two girls came up to me and introduced themselves to me. It's like, hey, Catherine, I've been wanting to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And, and it was great interaction. And in that moment, because I was able, as I had the tools and the ability and I practiced it so many times, I was able to flip it and say, how do I want to show up today? Because otherwise I would regret it, right? Mm -hmm. Or every time I would drift in the back or every, I would start skipping class or, you know, but I paid good money to be there. Screw that. Right. Show up to be how I, how do I want to feel? How do you want like to you feel? You can choose how you feel. So I chose in that moment to get that resting bitch face off and mm -hmm. be confident. That's good advice. That was a, um, that's definitely something that is very, that's probably the most, tangible thing that we've said here today um especially because a lot of people including myself and probably you as well still have moments when when you feel that uh you call it restriction i think um and it's it's real because people have past trauma people have past experiences that still live in their subconscious mind and you you it's it's crazy like and you 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 approach the situation and you somehow you just start acting in a certain way, not even trying to. And so I'm almost like, how can we stop? How can we start to like really t like start walking into a direction where you get into that situation and you have total control over your physiology, over the thoughts that pop into your head, right? Because if you don't have tools like these and you don't have things that you can actually take in and apply, it's almost like you're just like a slave to the situation and, it, and it's repeating over and over and over again there's situations in my life that i keep finding myself in and the same thing happens every single time i enter the situation my body because it's all subconscious like we said earlier this the body recognizes the environment recognizes those people that are in the environment and then you just start going like Ugh. you just start like tensing up your traps go like this you start your voice starts going like this, like that and you start your state is in a in a in a contracted contracted state or vice versa where you're in a situation that's super chill and you love that situation you've already conditioned your your mind that this is a safe haven for you and you start you're just chill in the situation like this and you can just talk like you are it's like how can one get into that situation where those individuals or those 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 certain things or those or that certain environment is there and completely change how the mind kind of screws with you in that situation. I think that was a good, a good thing that you can do. Cause even like if we have our phone, like we can just create our own little journal on our phone. If we're, we don't have a, if we don't have a journal with us, 
Um, so I'm gonna I actually want to recap on that, and, and we'll end on this. Um, if you feel resistance, yes. Um, for me specifically, we 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 use the the situation of not letting go and, and allowing yourself to go to bed at that certain hour. But it can it can be anything. Feeling resistance about anything. Feeling resistance about maybe talking to a certain person. Feeling resistance about um, you know maybe a lot of people. I mean, you can attest to this having to do a certain uh, cardio or something like that. You feel you feel like you dread it. I can attest to that as well. Uh, you know, having some kind of, you know, I used to hate squatting for people that are into fitness, like wanting to like squatting, like kind of sucks. If you don't, if you're not like, if you haven't trained your mind to like love it, squatting sucks. And like, so in that, like literally we'll take that example. I could have a, I can bring a notebook to the gym or my phone and, and I can start feeling that, that, that restriction once I start looking at that squat rack. Right. And I can just be like, Right now, I feel X, Y, and Z, da, 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 my little thing. And then I could be like, oh, but I'd really like to just like look at it and be like, oh, I'm about to squat the crap out of this. And then it's going to feel good. And my core is going to be tight. And I'm going to be stronger than I actually expected today. And like, I'm, I, I just have, I, I'm just full of like power, like these kind of things. And like, even right now, as I'm saying this, and you're nodding your head like that, like I feel like I'm more capable of squatting right now than I did like 30 seconds ago. And it changes your physiology and like all that stuff. So I did uh, this very thing yesterday, exactly kind of similar. I have um, right now on my workout plan, I have to do 30 minutes of 150 heart rate or greater cardio a day. Mm. Right. And that's outside of my, that's in the scary zone for me. It's scary fear. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Ah, resistance. Right. Right. So in the moment I had that yesterday, like I didn't even want to go to the gym. Like, I don't even want to go. So I wrote it all out. What are all the feelings? I don't want to go to the gym. Sounds painful. I don't do that. I'm not a runner. I can't do this. I never do this. All these things, all these terrible, horrible thoughts right. that I was having, I wrote them out. And I do believe it's important to write it versus putting it in your phone. Just a note there. Uh, I, I, so agree. I, wrote, I, definitely I agree. wrote it all out, like all these emotions that were pop, bubbling up. And I said, how do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel amazing. I want to get on that stage this year and have a completely different package than I've had for the last three years. Cause I just kind of plateaued. I want my quads. I want my um, hamstrings. I want my glutes all showing some separation. I want all these things. So guess what? I'm going to have to embrace this. I'm going to have to go to the gym and I'm going to have to hammer this out because I want this so bad, deep, deep inside. So what am, how yeah. am I going to embrace this and feel good about it? Well, guess what? I came up with a solution. Said, okay, I'm gonna split it in half, 15 minutes. Um, I'm gonna go hardcore on the stair climber and then the other 15 minutes, I'm gonna bike. And I did it and I felt great afterwards because part of the resistance that I wrote down was it's a dreadful 15 or 30 minutes. Like after about 15 minutes, I'm bored. And so that's what I wrote out. Right. And I was like, oh, there's a solution right there. I'll fix that. I'll switch to a different piece of cardio because it doesn't matter what the cardio equipment is. I just need to get that 30 minutes in. So just boom, jump off of that, jump onto something else, treadmill. I mean, I have all these different pieces of equipment. I could do yeah. uh, rows. I could do anything. So just break it up. Just keep my heart rate up. That's all that matters. So I yeah. found a solution by 
journaling about that in that moment yeah. because I Powerful literally stuff. was trying to find a way to not go to the gym. Like I had that much resistance. And I love going to the gym. I yeah. love the feeling. Yeah, I've. <laughs> you you said um you said you you try to find a way not to go, and that's like, that's like overthinking 101 like um waking up and knowing that you should do something or you have something and you're like in your planner that you have set up to do and you don't want to do it and then you keep going back and forth like oh well, i should do that and you then you give yourself an excuse it's resistance <laughs> reason, yeah it's, it's just resistance yeah so that's what i like about that word and i really recommend writing that down at the top of your journal somewhere the top of every page resistance the next page right resistance Keep that up there because I feel like that's a good cue. It's a good thing because you're going to start noticing resistance more places. So it's not like a fancy word. It's something that you can relate to with anything. You know, you find right. resistance of cooking food, you know, or find resistance of brushing your teeth. I don't know. It can come up in anything. Mm. And then the next, you know, write everything, all those emotions. And then the next thing, how do I want to feel? Right. Super easy to remember those two pieces. And then just do it. Stop thinking about it. Cause you're right. You get stuck in this thought pattern. I can't, I can't, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, or whatever it is that your belief is, you get stuck there and yeah. this will shake you out of it. Do, do you have, you said writing resistance at the top of the page. Do you have like one page where you write all your resistance notes or do you, are you saying per day? Per page. I write resistance at the top just to remind me that today or, or, you know, next, next page, like some days I go crazy um but no each page i write resistance i just use a notebook it's just a big notebook it's nothing you know yeah i'm on right here actually yeah, yeah. one of these For, yeah first grade. I, I, one of these right first now, grade. yeah i have a binder binder but um but each page i just write resistance but no i keep it all together because i want to look back at patterns so um you know i'll just fill up the page and then the next page i write at the top resistance and it's just a reminder it's a cue um to trigger me to go mm. to my notebook and write it so you fill or, out the page every day no not every day some days i don't find anything do you just have um, a section of your notebook that you that you dedicate to resistance notes because you said the, you said something like that no so i write all the emotions and then right under it i write what do i want to feel and then i write all the things that i want to feel right after that so i keep it all together um so some days it'll they'll be short you know little mm -hmm. inserts other days it'll fill a whole page up so um it's just gotcha. a good practice so that way you yeah. can do it in your mind in the moment like i did mm -hmm. approaching all these girls you know i felt all this resistance and then i could have just been an asshole and stayed in the back but i didn't yeah you know because i learned that these moments come and go experiences come and go and show up to be the best that you can yeah be you yeah. yeah good stuff dope 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 okay yeah i like it that was good stuff um so i guess we'll end on this like what are you, what are some of Catherine's goals for 2020 and uh your business and, and your own health and good stuff like that so for me and my own health i want to compete uh, this is the way it is for years i want to compete in as many states as i can um you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to get my pro card. I want this. I do have my natural pro card, so I'm done with that. I don't have a desire to go to the unnatural pro level because um, I, I prefer to stay natural. But 
Um, it's my goal to compete in as many states as possible. Uh, I do feel like this year is going to be a huge year in my business, so it might hold me back from mm. a lot of states, but I definitely am going to hit a couple states this year. And um, so that's for me. And I just, I just want to show up with a, a unique package, a little different than what I have in the last three years. So like I said, that's why I've hired a coach until April. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm really excited because the show here locally in Spokane is a very tough, tough show. Um, I always get fourth place, always. And so mm -hmm. I want to break that. I want to, it's a unique because it's different judges and different girls and different every time. There's a lot of girls but I'm always getting fourth. In fact, last mm. time when they told me I got fourth, I had to have been seriously laughing out loud because I remember thinking, damn it. <laughs> but being yeah. happy about it, because you gotta be happy about it. But I wanna break that barrier. I wanna get level up, um, show up with the best package possible this year. Um, Business-wise, I'm, I'm just looking to increase, um, you know, I, I just wanna help more people. In fact, I mm. actually have an opportunity that can't really reveal on live or on recording, but um, it should open up in May and should be um, where I'm I'm coaching quite a lot. And I look forward to making a huge impact. So that's that's what I want for 2020 is to make a huge impact. I like that. Good intention. I like that. Um, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on here and giving a lot of value. Um, people like yourself who can really uh, touch on some things with health and uh, especially the sleep stuff. I think that's super important um as more i mean a lot of people are coming coming up and, and talking about uh, that important topic um so it's all good stuff but i appreciate you coming on here and uh hope to talk to you soon absolutely thank you